Welcome to episode number 34 of Stick to Football. I'm your host, Connor Rogers. No Matt this week, but mm. we are joined again mm. by same shirt guy. Did somebody order a warm glass uh, of milk? Wet blanket. Because I'm here to give it to you. BR's own. I'll give you a warm glass to shut the hell up, Connor uh, Rogers. He's not happy with me. I've been uh, talking shit to him the entire day, but... <laughs> Listen, we're going to have a lot of fun today because we have a pretty big show planned. Later on, we're going to have an interview with Eric Ebron, but before we do get to that and all your draft-on-draft questions with Kennedy, we are giving every single NFL team the perfect Christmas gift. We're playing Santa Claus today. So you brought the Grinch on the co-host with That's you. exactly what Smart I did move. because it makes me look better as the gift giver in <laughs> yeah. Santa Claus. Yeah, that Connor guy's so nice. Have... That other guy, gosh, he's, yeah. he's angry. He's and an I'm... angry little elf. <laughs> yeah, the Pac-12 same shirt guy is back with me this week. Nelson, it's great to have you on, dude. It's good to be back here. Thank you for letting me finish my meal. It's gain season. That's right. Uh, so <laughs> I've taught him so well. <laughs> yeah, I've, ru- I've completely ruined him. But uh, uh, No, I'm, I'm, I'm great. I'm I can't imagine why for the life of me you thought to ask me back on the show i can't i don't think the stickies are going to be happy with you either but well, let's, uh, no let's they loved the pac-12 talk last week and just overall college football talk and we're going to be doing a lot of that today because a little teaser of a lot of your christmas gifts for all those nfl teams are going to be prospects but we do have some coaches some gms mm. some nfl free agents so let's not waste any time we're going to do the afc east first the buffalo bills and I gave them Sam Darnold. Oh, Sam well. Because this is a team that clearly does not value Tyrod Taylor. Why? <sighs> I would love to know. <laughs> yeah, I would I love to know how you you're in a 17-year playoff drought, and mm. you're sitting in the sixth seed, and you bench your starter. But uh, I think it's safe to say that Nathan Peterman is not the answer for the is future. Is it as simple as just like regimes have so much pride and ego that like, right, we got to get our guys in here. 100%. That is 100% correct. Cool. So, you know, let's... Call- I'm going I'm to check your ego at the door. What's going to help help me win football games? Yeah. Or help me succeed. Whatever you're doing, right? And if if the best person or, uh, or the best uh, options to do that were brought in before you by somebody who had nothing to do with you, then who, who cares? I don't. I, I agree, but this is clearly a franchise that is saying, hey, we want to get our guy. Look at all the players they unload. Good, talented players they unloaded for draft picks. Yeah. They have the ammo to get Sam Darnold, but not even taking into account here draft capital, cap space, or any of that stuff, and just giving everyone the perfect Christmas gift. The Bills get Sam Darnold. They get their guy of the future. Listen, I I know they're probably going to move on from Tyrod, but... It would be nice to have him as a bridge quarterback next year because I don't think Darnold is necessarily ready to start from week one. Mm. But, um, you know, I, I just think it's a good match there. So I'm with you. Yeah. Well, yeah. You would go with the same thing pretty much? Yeah. Uh, I don't need to overthink it here. Let's just if, – if Buffalo wants a new guy in there, let's let's get a guy in there who uh, um, is wired right. Like, And I think Sam is. Listen, I, I was a big fan of Sam coming out of high school. You know, there's – Certainly, some Orange County bias uh, on my part. If I'm being, if I'm going to self scout, uh, but I, I remember uh, bef- that off season before uh, he was competing with Max Brown and running into Juju at a recruiting event, and was asking about. I was like, "Oh, what do you think of you know Max Brown? How's he progressing? You know, it seems like they are going to pass the torch to him." He's like, "Yeah, you know, Max is a really smart guy. Yada yada yada," and, and he was very complimentary. I'm not trying to say anything else. And then I. He said, well, what about what about Sam, man? Oh, Sam Clemente kid. He's like, yo, Sam is nice. And his eyes lit up, and he went on to just heap a ton of praise onto the Sam onto Sam Darnold. 
I was like, man, all right, well, I'm really going to pay attention to him. And I think the coaching staff gave it to Max because they were afraid that maybe Lane would try and bring Brown to Alabama or whatever. I don't know. Uh, but I'm happy to see all the success he's had since then uh, at USC. Who knows if he's going to come back? That's a big caveat. That's, that's a huge question. Yeah. But if we're giving Christmas presents, Buffalo Bills, I think that's a perfectly wrapped one. And the next one, I, I think this one is very necessary, and I think it should not be overthought. The Miami Dolphins are probably going to move on from Ryan Tannehill. Uh, we don't know, but we do know that Adam Gase needs help really fast because this thing is falling apart. <laughs> Adam Gase, it seems like every press conference, I was like, he just needs a friend, like a shoulder to yes. cry on. Oh, it's, it's horrible down there. <laughs> it's tough. So what better friend than a former Heisman Trophy winner, Lamar Jackson? Ah, going, uh, he's, I guess, up the road to his hometown from Miami? Yeah, Pompano? so yeah, he gets to go back home mm. from Louisville, go back to Florida. Hey, did you, and, did you watch the Kentucky game, Louisville-Kentucky? Uh, a lot of yes, it yet? I did. I mean, again, you just see some... Uh, I, I don't... I'm not saying for certain. Nobody can say for certain what Lamar... What success he's going to have at the next level. All I know is anybody who still says is still clutching to... Well, I don't know if he's a quarterback. In the next, I don't know if he's, what, if he's got ridiculous. what it takes. It's, uh, watch. Just watch the tape. Watch the tape. Watch this past weekend if you're like, oh, don't give me a highlight from you know last year or... A couple months ago, you can just watch this past week. Him going through reads, finding his third or fourth read, hitting them with strikes. Yeah, and it's almost like frowned upon that when he extends plays, they're like, oh, well, he can't run around in the NFL. You watch Russell Wilson every week, and I'm not saying it's the same player, but I'm saying Lamar Jackson being as athletic and as mobile as he is, Mm. is a gift. And he doesn't have to run all the time, but when you can run around and then throw, it's a huge like, huge factor that changes the prospect you are. And Lamar Jackson is a quarterback. He is an NFL quarterback. And I will die on the hill that I think he's going in the first round of this trap. There's too much quarterback demand. And listen, the Dolphins are a team that is probably going to win themselves too many games to be in the top quarterback conversation because Rosen, Darnold, even Allen are somehow, you know, projected to go in the top three to five picks. Uh, yeah, you bring up Josh Allen and and, and Lamar Jackson. Well, Lamar Jackson, he... he He'll leave a clean pocket sometimes. Okay, have you watched the Josh Allen tape? I just... Uh, I mean, Lamar's smart and effective in doing it as well. So, yeah, Lamar Jackson and Dolphins, let's do it. Yeah, let's have some fun. Adam Gase is supposed to be an offensive genius. Before Sean McVay, it was supposed to be Adam Gase. And it has crumbled and fallen apart in Miami. And if you want an uh, what you can hope is a spark and an instant fix to do the things you want to do on offense... Take Lamar Jackson. Let's have some fun. Uh, next up, Connor, your New York Jets. Uh, I was lucky enough to uh, watch a Jets game live with you a couple weeks back. That's right. And a good one, at least. It was. When it they was played the Bills. McCown Town. It's a McCown Town, folks. McCown Don't Town. get it wrong. <laughs> Jets dance to anything. We saw the evolution of it. Yeah, so let's grab our crotches here and uh, <laughs> have some fun yeah. and talk some shit. No. Uh, listen, I went Baker Mayfield. I went, obviously, super quarterback heavy with Christmas gifts to the AFC East because it's no secret... If you aren't the Patriots and you're in the the AFC East, you probably need or will be looking for a quarterback. So, took Baker Mayfield. Love Baker Mayfield. Uh, I just think this would be too much fun. And I think it actually does make a lot of sense. I know a lot of Jets fans are super into I knew this would make them happy, too. This is the real reason I, I picked this, besides for selfish reasons. 
I like the player. I think he's efficient. I think he's not really going to turn the ball over a lot at the next level. He has a way better arm than he gets credit for, and the Jets need a quarterback. They have a fast, young, pretty talented defense that's making plays and making strides, but they have to get 38-year-old Josh McCown isn't the answer a quarterback. It's it's a uh, Broadway Baker time in New York. Broadway Baker. Yeah. Uh, I'm here for that. So your evil plan uh, for this entire 2017 season was Bradley Chubb first round, trade back into the end of the first or early second, and take Baker Mayfield. Well, your boy Miller, most recent mock draft, <sighs> is just crushing those plays. Yeah. Baker, he did give Baker to the Jets, but at seven. Yeah, I mean, talk about a spike in value. We have gone through the progression from summer where it went Baker Mayfield, probably a third-round quarterback, and then September, October, Baker Mayfield, probably a really nice pick in the second round. We are now sitting here at the end of November after post, you know, post-Thanksgiving and saying Baker Mayfield, potential top 15 pick, according to my co-host Matt Miller, if you did read his mock draft this week, if you didn't, go check it out. Uh, I mean, it's crazy how far we've come. And good for Baker. Yeah. He went for back. Him. Great he, for him. If you're an underclassman quarterback, and I'm often on the side of declare, 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 this is a story, an incredible story of a guy that did go back to school, and, I mean, his value is through the roof, and might take home a Heisman Trophy on his way out, which is, you know, not too shabby. So, listen, I don't have to kill too much time on my New York Jets. No. I can do this all day. If, I'm here for your happiness, and Baker's going to yes. give you that, so perfect present. Now, A team that doesn't need any presents. The team next. that doesn't need any, the evil empire. But I actually do think what I'm giving them is going to be a serious need this offseason. Yeah, I'm curious. All right, so I'm gonna. can I spoil it? Just run, gonna, yeah, run away with it. You're going to give them Roquan Smith, who is a oh, monster. Off-ball uh, LB1. Why would you do that to yourself as a Jets fan? I just enjoy misery. It's as <laughs> yeah, simple as that. I, I, I gave the Patriots the one guy that could chase down Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson to just ruin the division and continue their conquering. <laughs> but listen, Roquan Smith is the best off-ball linebacker in this class. I, I did say in a draft spotlight article on FanRag two weeks ago that I'd heard he's playing at six foot two fifteen, not his listed six one two twenty five. When, I said this to Nelson not too long ago. Yeah. It doesn't matter how big you are mm-hmm. when you're the first guy to the ball every time. Mm-hmm. And I just think this kid is a he's yeah. a stud. He's definitely fits the New England mo- mold of just an athletic linebacker that can play physical when he needs to, but has the speed. The Patriots need they need to get more depth at the off ball linebacker position in that front seven. Um, as you know, Michael Felder, our guy, uh, and I do the college football show on Facebook Live here at BR and. He put the Georgia linebacking core in uh, our Super Future NFL Draft Spotlight at the beginning of the season. And just to see Roquan blossom the way he has. I mean, I remember his signing day. I was still, we were talking about this story yesterday. If you want to laugh at UCLA or Jim Mora a little more, here's, here's a good one for you. So when Roquan was coming out of high school, he's a prize uh, recruit. And on signing day, he committed to UCLA. Had the gloves on, put the fours up, did all that. And his main recruiter at UCLA was Ulbrich, who's now the Atlanta Falcons linebacker coach. And he took that job like on signing day. It was announced on signing day. And so after his announcement, I guess Georgia coaches were hitting up Roquan and his his family and saying, hey, please tell me he didn't send in that LOI, that letter of intent yet. Please tell me he didn't send it. Like, no, he hasn't yet. And he's like, well, you may want to figure some stuff out. UCLA tried to pull a fast one on Roquan. Roquan did not sign his letter of intent, did not fax it, did not end up at UCLA, and that 
has been George's game. And I'm so happy for him, a guy who's made a ton of money for himself um, over the season. And yeah, and I fully expect him to declare. And that is a hell of a front seven with Lorenzo Carter and Davin Bellamy. I mean, talk about a lot of fun. I hope those two guys I just mentioned go to the Senior Bowl. Roquan is an underclassman, so he will probably not be eligible to do that. But make no mistake about it, I think he's... Probably going to be a top 25, top 30 pick, which uh, off-ball linebacker, that's no joke. So uh, Miller agreed with you on Ro- Roquan threw in Maurice Hurst out of Michigan. Who's, uh, he's a ton of fun to watch. Um, yeah, they could use interior D-line help, so I totally get that pairing. And I'm going to th- I'm, I'm throw out some pairings out there. Don't worry, the presents only get bigger and better oh. as, the, as the show goes oh. on. But a, a little more simple now, moving on to the AFC North, the Bengals here. Yeah, this is easy, right? It's offensive line. It felt too easy. I gave him Mike McGlinchey because the Bengals have tried to go with the athletic, raw offensive tackle prospect for a long time, and I think it's kind of come back to bite them. And I think we've seen huge steps back from Andy Dalton and the offense as a whole. And they're going to need a mauler if Joe Mixon's going to be the guy going forward, which it seems like he is after his breakout performance. They need a mauler and a guy that's good enough in pass protection, and that to me is Mike McGlinchey. Now... Miller went interior here with Quentin, Quentin Nelson. Nelson. I don't, Another Mahler. I'm not going to argue against that at all. I just view t- I love Quentin Nelson. He's a way better player than Mike McGlinchey, but I just value the tackle spot for the Bengals so much right now. And if, if Andy Dalton's their guy... Is and, there a too early number for you in McGlinchey? Uh, no. Okay. I, I think he's going to be looked at as a Taylor Decker, Jack Conklin ranged prospect. where I think he goes in the top 20. Now, grades might be day two grades, but when you're an offensive tackle in this class, that doesn't mean you're going day two. And one interesting tidbit to throw in here that I I keep saying, I do think if Hugh Jackson gets fired from Cleveland that he might go back to Cincinnati. And listen, he's a guy that's gotten the best at Andy Dalton, so fix that O-line. Well. Listen, if you're look, right. if you're looking at the offensive rankings of the NFL this season, you got to scroll down and scroll down and scroll down to find that Cincinnati Bengals team. So I'm, I'm sure they would welcome Hugh back with open arms. And speaking of Hugh, uh, on to Hugh's Cleveland yeah. Browns. Well, what would you what would you give Cleveland? For me, it would just be uh, the gift of continuity. I mean, we're just. Hope. Oh, I mean, well, I mean, that's <laughs> just give them a, a wrapped, beautifully wrapped present. I mean, another, this has a little sign. Another, that says another <laughs> Cavaliers NBA Finals. Maybe that. Maybe yes. that'll. Maybe that'll do it for yeah, Cleveland. A, tri- a tribe. Uh, good. A good full postseason run. Yeah, Indians but, World Series. Uh, Buster Screen was on Sims and Lefko, right? Of your New York Jets. That's right. Uh, formerly of the Browns, and he talked about how Cleveland is just hard when there's so much change constantly. Constant change, constant change, and he thinks that they should keep Hugh, but figure out everything else. I agree, um, and yeah, I'm I'm with that. I just think you, you, all the turnover, and when you have so many different um, philosophies year after year, it's hard to have any sort of gel uh, on the roster, in the front office, with the coaching staff, etc. And how can you build any sort of foundation um, if you can't even just get a single brick laid? You know what I mean? And so what I did, this is my first non-prospect pick. I gave the Browns Peyton Manning to be the VP of all football operations in Cleveland because you need to lay a foundation, and Peyton Manning brings the same accountability that John Elway did to the Broncos where 
you can go out and sign free agents. Peyton Manning, guys will want to work under Peyton Manning. It brings stability to an organization and respect to an organization where they desperately need it. And I think that Peyton Manning is a guy that just, he brings all of those things. So Miller kind of put a, you know, a funny joke in here, the gift of quarterback scouting. The funny thing with the Browns to me is it, it's no secret. Hugh liked Mitch and Deshaun Watson. He liked Trubisky and Watson last year. He, they have people there that know what good quarterbacks are. I mean, when I was down in Mobile with Steven two years ago, their scouts were all over Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz's family, his parents were sitting right in front of us during a practice. They were talking to them. They It's not like they didn't like Carson Wentz. We did a, I feel like we did an insider buzz piece with Matt Miller saying that the Browns were wanting to move up for him. Yeah, they really liked him. So, I mean, yes, eventually they traded... But that can always that could be one decision maker making those decisions, and I think mm-hmm. that's been very clear that that is happening there. So I would get a guy in like Manning that can hire out a scouting department, hire out the right personnel people, and just bring respect to the organization. So you can make the most of what is probably going to be two top ten picks for Cleveland. Would you give him Terrell Pryor back as a gift, as a <sighs> secondary present? I mean, that's like the the present that like you open up on Christmas Eve just to keep the kids like. I, I sound like an old dad. I'm 26 years old. I don't have children. Uh, but, like, you just keep the kids busy. Like, that's not really great. But, it's hey. It's a stocking stuffer. <laughs> Thank you, Steven. Uh, so you're not the Grinch. Yeah. You have yeah. the warm holiday spirit inside you. Uh, speaking of receivers. Ooh, buddy. Yep, moving on to a team that, good Lord, if you watch them on Monday Night Football, they need they need a lot more than this on offense. But then Baltimore Ravens. I'm giving him Jarvis Landry in free agency. Now, I know the Miami fans are probably like, uh, what the fuck? You just gave me Lamar Jackson. Now you take away Jarvis Landry. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty freaked up. But guess what? I mean, listen, if you could talk about the Ravens just turning this thing around, I, Ravens fans will relate to this. When this offense had Anquan Bolden, a target monster, a possession monster, they had a mean streak. They had an identity with Joe Flacco, and they also had a pretty damn good run when they had Anquan Bolden. Jarvis Landry, to me, is a guy that gets open and he makes plays after the catch, and he's a dog on the field. He he obviously loves football and just is an alpha. Joe Flacco needs a guy like this. Go pay him big money. Go get your guy. So Miller gave him Cortland Sutton. Is there a prospect that you think fits your Jarvis Landry mold here for Baltimore? Um, receiving class. Yeah, I would say uh, the guy from Memphis, Anthony Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be my guy. I think he'll be a round two uh, projected pick, and I think he's got that mean streak, that target monster possession kind of streak. I know it, playing on Memphis, it's hard to gauge like the production when you just look at his box score, but you watch him play, and he's you know he's nasty with the ball in his hands. He gets open. I'm not saying he's Jarvis Landry, but if you're looking for you know, that poor man's version or at least a player from this class that can emulate that, I think Anthony Miller would be a really good really good pick. All right, flipping to the other side of the football for the next team and your gift to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I, this is one that I actually gave them in a mock draft too because it just makes so much sense. Carlton Davis, the corner out of Auburn, who held Calvin Ridley to about three catches for 38 yards. After the defensive pass interference called on him, he had essentially a lights-out game in the Iron Bowl and you're talking about the Steelers took Artie Burns, you know, two years yeah. ago, and they were looking for a long physical corner that can turn and run downfield receivers. Artie Burns, and this is a great defense, the Steelers defense this year, fun to watch. You know, physical want, physical group, speed. You want some help on the back end. But Bur- Burns is just not getting it. It's not clicking. And 
They need some help in the secondary. You know, obviously Hayden's health is always up in the air every year after year, no matter how good he plays. So you just you look at what they need and you say, this is a guy that can come in and play right away. The Steelers are, are too good where I don't think you're going to be in the top 10 getting Big Ben's replacement in the future. You're going to be looking for win-now players. Um, Davis is the best corner in this draft to me. Maybe that'll change. Maybe that'll change. I don't know you're that high on him. I mean, okay. I'll, I'll tell you what. If there's a better one, please tell me, everyone, because you want to talk about someone that'll punch you in the face of the line of scrimmage, will yep. play the ball in the air. I mean, you know, he, he plays the ball in the air. Excellent. And he goes up against great talent. Calvin Ridley is supposed to be the best wide receiver in this class. Look at the matchup from last week. So I think this is this is actually one of my favorite Christmas gifts I've handed out so far. You're very generous uh, this ho- here holiday season. I am Santa. Rogers. Yeah, they do call me Santa Claus. So. Uh, the Colts. Oh, man. Uh, I do like what Miller said when we were playing the show. He said, give him a healthy Andrew Luck. But that's like re-gifting, essentially. <laughs> and I don't want to disappoint the Colts fans. because we a do white get, elephant gift. Yeah, it. it's yeah, very yeah. white elephant. So I'm giving him Bradley Chubb, a stud pass rusher that is worth every bit of a top 10 pick. This one's Chris Ballard knows talent. Ed Dodds knows talent. Those guys are going to take great players. And Bradley Chubb is one of the rare, very, very good players in this class. And I listen. I'm I'm for more fun in the league, and we've seen, oh, we've gotten taste of that this year with the celebrations and the checkdown account on social media. We, you know, where it's just sort of embracing these guys and the personality. We with the Jets, the Jets dance to anything hashtag right. That was the game we were at. Um, Bradley Chubb fits into that mold. He just he, he has fun. He makes it fun. He's entertaining to watch, and he's also a badass. So he really is. Uh, Bradley Chubb to the Colts, uh, and, or and or healthy Andrew Luck. Uh, I think Colts fans would take either of those things. Uh, Jag <laughs> Miller for the Jags. Good Blake Bortles all the time. That's not a Christmas <laughs> gift. That's a Christmas miracle, and those don't happen. So. Uh, sorry, Jags fans, you're not getting good Blake Bortles. Maybe in the next life. I gave them a guy that could be, I guess, good Blake Bortles, Teddy Bridgewater. I hope Teddy Bridgewater hits free agency. That's going to be really interesting to see how all of that plays out. But you want to talk about someone that can come in. Uh, Tom Coughlin, it, Teddy is a Tom Coughlin player. Really smart, really hardworking, isn't going to turn the ball over, which Doug Marone and that defense is going to love. And you got a workhorse there in Leonard Fournette that's going to be the guy in the offense. You hope Allen Robinson comes back to full health and you hit him with the franchise tag if you want to keep him there, which you should. Teddy Bridgewater comes in. You're talking about a potentially AFC championship roster in 2018 Man, with that group. The so Jags. It's unbelievable. What a defense, though. It's unbelievable. It, well, when you have 80 million first-round picks, eventually it things – well, I lied. Sorry, Browns. Uh yeah, the Jack. I'm I'm not gonna keep shitting on the Browns. <laughs> uh, man, a very if we're hitting the quarterback stride here with the Texans. Miracle water. Yes, I want to explain you mean this. the nano bubbles that yeah, Russell yeah, yeah. Wilson was drinking. Yeah, okay. I, the Texans get miracle water because if you can find some and give it to JJ Watt and Deshaun Watson, uh, you might be you might have been playing in the AFC Championship this year. So I think your gift was pretty simple. When you look at how Deshaun played this year. I mean, and you watch the rise, and I know he's been good for two years now, but when you see him on primetime do it, the rise of Jadavion Clowney, I mean, this they got some freaks on this team. Mm. Hopkins, Clowney, Watt, Watson, this is a roster with, with freaks. I mean, it, I, we can get, a, you know, I know you're probably like, well, we want something new and shiny. Okay, I'll give you 
Darius Geis or Ronald Jones or a running back in the draft. But right now, you get healthy, and this team is right at the top of their division again. Deshaun, get get well soon, man. This just happened. The NFL was more fun with Deshaun Watson. That was man. So that sucked. I mean, this this whole year has sucked with injuries, but Deshaun was just awful. like, yeah, finally, you know, uh, this is this is going to happen for him and the Texans and. I mean, he came through the BR offices last year, uh, right before the draft, and uh, he's uh, getting to know him at recruiting events over the past couple of years. He's just the easiest guy to root for as well, and I uh, hope the Texans get him back soon. All right. All right a quick shout-out to all the, the <clears throat> doubters, too. Oh, yeah. Just wanted to get that in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, uh, 49, he should get the number 49 tattooed uh, <laughs> on his arm. You know, was was that was the MPH right? It was forty nine or yeah, what? yeah. okay. Yeah. Sean, do it. The Just old, troll the old, everybody. The Embrace old the troll. Velocity issue, man. That Velo. really. Moving on to yep. your Tennessee Titans. <laughs> now he's not a Titans fan, but it's just that since Marcus Mariota is there, Marcus, yeah. Uh, so Favorite when I watch this offense, I just sit there and I'm like, can somebody like? Now, I don't want to say make a play, but some kind of explosive element. So I am. Opening up the Santa Claus bag and stuffing it with presents here. Mm. Your day two picks this year are Christian Kirk and Rashad Penny. Hey, you get a explosive, and I know Dory Jackson is going to be their returner, but you know, use Kirk in the slot. Obviously, he doesn't always have to. Be, whatever guy wins out the return battle in camp, great. They're both great at it. Rashad Penny, I know you love him, Nelson. Yeah. Yep. You want to talk about a running back, and God, now they have three returners. I didn't mean to give you three great returners, <laughs> but they're three great football players, really. Rashad Penny could be your workhorse. Well, it just seems like this year we're here so much. Give more Derrick Henry, want more Derrick Henry, and you get like you get teases of it. You get teases of it, and they continue to try and do do things with DeMarco. It's, which is not fun to watch. It's over. Like DeMarco had a great season there last year. He's always hurt now. He's not an explosive runner anymore. If you're not going to feed, there's some reason that they just don't feed Derrick Henry. And even when he was a prospect, I said Derrick Henry would be like a really nice, like, I don't want to say committee back, but he's a one-two punch kind of guy to me. So him and Penny, to me, is, in today's league, some of the best backfields have one-two punch elements. So if you you match Penny with Henry. Yeah, I mean, just Rashad is so much more versatile, I think, than people... Uh, people who watch him certainly know that he's versatile, but yes. I think uh, like the casual college football fan, they know the name Rashad Penny, but he's like, oh, he plays at San Diego State, eh, the school that produced Danelle Pumphrey. You know what I mean? If you, you study him, you see how versatile he is. I, and I know it's natural. Listen, you're looking at me, the Mariota guy, saying there's no way you can disagree with Miller's present, which was a good scheme for Mariota. Yep. Last year's draft, and it's been all about building around him. Understand that, but don't you want to address the defense? Listen, I get, was get very somebody vocal. Who's got some, somebody around who can come off the edge. Uh, yeah, that would be nice. Go back last year and Maybe take Marshawn take Jam- Lattimore. Take Jamal Adams or Marshawn Lattimore. <laughs> it was very easy, and you took Corey Davis. So, uh, and once again, you know the Titans are doing some some really good things, but they have to get. Some help on the back end of that defense. They have to get, I mean, the Logan Ryan signing too. Like, there's just been some misses on this defense. Mm. And there's some health problems up front. But there's a lot of promise there because you still have Marcus Mariota. You still have some young playmakers. And it'll be interesting to see what they do. They're a team that should be active again in free agency on defense. But 
you never really know how that plays out. We've seen some insane money handed out. They handed out some insane money to Logan Ryan already, so maybe try the draft. All right, who's the uh, next team that we're delivering to? Yeah, we're going to move on divisions here. We're going to the AFC West. We're, okay. we're getting on the plane there, and the Broncos. I We talked about him earlier in the show because he's probably going to be looking for a new home. Are you going to give him a quarterback? Oh, yeah. It's Tyrod. In the draft? Time. Oh, Ty God, Ty God in the mile high. You have a defense that is built to win now. Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders are, you know, not scrubs out there. Come on. They got good players on this offense. Paxton Lynch is horrible. And I'm sorry you got hurt. I, I mean, but he's all, he, he's been bad for a long time. So, it, and it's no shock that, like, this is who he is. It's a miss. I'm sorry. You took him in the first round with a 25th overall pick, and it's a miss. Trevor Simeon is always going to be the not good enough to start, but Kind of too good to just be your backup because there's so many bad teams in the league year after year. Well, get a starter. What's your concern level with John Elway? Uh, uh, my concern is super high when you can't hit a single day two pick in five years. And I'm sure a Broncos fan's going to tweet one at me. Okay, the point is, look at the draft history. Free agency, John's Did the Broncos take your guy last year in round three? Was it Carlos Henderson? They did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he got hurt. Yeah, I know. But that so, was, I remember them. they made you happy last year. They right? did, yeah. but like, man. And even, the I didn't like the Shane Ray pick at the time. The list goes on. And John is kick-ass in free agency. I think that I, the people blaming Vance Joseph... Uh, this is not a Vance Joseph problem. I will tell you that right now. And if he's the fall guy in all of this, it's going to look even worse. Just, man, letting Wade Phillips out the door. Not great. Uh, okay. How about them Rams? All right, we'll get to the Rams a little bit later, but we're still in that division. The other team in Los Angeles. Yeah, so, we're getting man, them uh, since they have a lot of problems. Speaking keeping of nano bubbles and miracle water. Miller wanted healthy wide receivers, so I, instead healthy anybody, healthy something, yeah, yeah. Forrest Lamp maybe come back next year. Man. I just gave them an entirely new wide receiver, <laughs> <laughs> traded the used car in, and just bought a new one off the lot. Devontae Adams, this is a guy that earned earned big time money because sure he did it with Aaron Rodgers. He's doing the damn thing with it with Brett Hundley right now, and if the Packers aren't going to pay him, which they should, then Devontae, I'll tell you what, L.A. ain't bad, buddy. Philip Rivers ain't bad either. So I think that's a match made in heaven. And Rivers ain't going anywhere anytime soon, it seems like. So you go get him a number one in Devontae, and you start making this thing go again, especially a team as the Chargers. They've been hot lately. And this division, it's it's anyone's right now. So speaking of in this division being anyone's, a team that has seemingly let it completely fall what, out of what, their grasp. What, see, what ha- happened was <laughs> I have no idea what the hell has happened. I would The honest, Kansas City Chiefs. It's unbelievable. This one is simple, Chiefs fans. I'm not even giving you a new present. There's been one sitting there since fucking summer, and it's Patrick Mahomes wrapped up, just not being not being used right now. And I get the whole, oh, you know, they don't want to go away from the veteran and Alex Smith, and we don't know what Mahomes where he's at. Why don't you find out? Mm. And at some point, you have to find out. And I, I'll tell you what, what, what this offense looks like right now, Tom. Listen. Uh, uh, that's a good staff with Andy Reid and Nagy. It's a good offensive staff, but the execution right now is not there. And the quarterback has to take the fall at some point. Alex Smith is not going to be back next year. Just stop wasting your time anymore. You have to turn this thing around, and you need momentum. If you, They can't lose to the Jets at New York this weekend. Mm-hmm. If you do, I it, it's getting ugly really Well, quick. you'll like that. No. The no, Jets yeah. need to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I would, nobody wins. 
<laughs> Nobody wins that. <laughs> that is that is the lump of coal that you don't want. Yeah. So open the the shiny gigantic present sitting there. It's it's Pat Mahomes. Get him in. All right. Moving on. Last one. Then we'll take a break before we do the NFC. Mm. The Oakland Raiders, a team that man, they have fallen extremely short of expectations, and that's been disappointing as a whole. And to me, a lot of that really falls on when you look right in the middle of this defense. I, I know Raiders yeah, fans are I, not happy with coaching. Uh, we we already gave Roquan away, but I know, and I actually had written him in here and then deleted it. That's a little little secret there. Okay. I felt kind of behind the curtain. No, I just felt mean doing that. But I, <laughs> all right, so who'd such... you give him instead of Roquan Smith? Because Roquan would have been fun. Deron Payne. You want a uh, you know a big badass in the middle of your defense. Mm. Take Deron Payne. And, I, and everyone's like, oh, well, you know, he's not that disruptive and he's not. Okay, listen, Alabama at times are, isn't always going to ask those guys to just go full steam ahead and attack. We've had the same argument with Jaron Reed, Jaron Reed yeah. and um, the Giants' second-round pick Dalvin from last Tomlinson. year. Dalvin Tomlinson. Every year it's like, God, I love the interior of this Alabama defense. It's like, man, what are you seeing? I'm like, he's holding up two or three guys and letting all these linebackers run free. Like, Deron Payne's a good player, man, mm. and Oakland needs a damn good player on the interior of that defense. I also put in a little caveat here. I said, or Saquon Barkley, because, I mean, Marshawn ain't going to be playing forever, and yeah. I, if you want to just say, fuck defense, <laughs> let's just play all offense, that, so, uh, now we're that, having some fun. Hot. That'd now be we're having some too. fun. Uh, Miller, Miller went with linebacker, not Roquan Smith, but Malik Jefferson, because uh, Miller loves Texas. He loves them. Ho- and he had a little report today. Yeah, that Malik was was going to declare. And not play in the bowl game. So Texas is going to have a tough time fielding the team. Yeah, Texas. If, if that Connor bowl game. gone. Malik Jefferson, gone. Deshaun, Deshaun Elliott, Elliott, gone. Holy Hill, eh, maybe we'll see. But, but he's probably got to come back. Yeah, after the suspension. Yeah, not that, that makes sense. Not great. That was the AFC. Wow. Not bad. I, I think we I've, got... Hopefully people are happy. If I ruined someone's Christmas... That's I, you know what you that's know what on they, me. You know where they go. For blame that. Nelson. They yes, definitely. <laughs> you could blame it on the wet blanket who's back here on Stick to Football, or or Connor. They could go to iTunes, You're leave a five a star review, that's a veteran, and, and and chime in on the present that they received here on yeah. episode thirty four of Stick to Football. Even if you said that my present stinks, please give five stars. That'd be <laughs> lovely. We're gonna take a little break, and we'll be right back to give the entire NFC all of their Christmas gifts right after this. Welcome back to episode 34 of Stick to Football. It is time, Stephen Nelson, mm. to give the NFC their Christmas gifts. And who better to start with that would really like a previously the great Bears? Christmas gift. Nope. Oh. The Cowboys. Damn it. I, you know you what said they, who better to start with that you were going to talk about. Well, because you know that they want their old Christmas gift, Ezekiel Elliott, back on the field. Yes, but that would be the ultimate present. I kind of did a I kind of pulled a hot take here, and I'm I'm not ashamed of it, but I just It I, is chilly in the studio, so heat it up. Yep. I want Mike Vrabel to be their head coach. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're I out. Want, I want, I, I like Jason Garrett, but I think this team needs new energy. And I'll tell you what, Mike Vrabel, when he gets a head coach, he's not going to be, Rex Ryan was one of a kind when he came into the league and the crazy shit he said. But you want to talk about a defensive guy that's going to come in and run a team and just be a badass and I think can turn things around quickly wherever he goes, I, I think Vrabel would be a lot of fun. And I think Dallas needs a guy like that. I, Jason Garrett, like, 
is you could do much worse than Jason Garrett, but at some point Dallas has to ask, is he ever going to get us there? And it's been a really bad year. It's as simple as that. If you're going prospect, is it receiver? I think Taco Charlton was a gigantic so you, miss. So you just don't waste any more time. You don't. And okay. I think where they will be picking, somebody will fall into their lap. It won't be a Bradley Chubb, but one of the three of Harold Landry, Hercules Mata'afa, and Arden Key. Actually, I'll, I'll take that back. I think the second best edge rusher is Oboe from Oklahoma, yep. and he might be there. I would take him. If him and Bradley Chubb are gone, then you look at the you know Mata'afa, Harold Landry, and you fix that problem real quick. I don't think Taco's a bad player. He's not the pass rush the rotational guy that they that they thought they were getting, and they said something so dumb this week where they wouldn't draft a short defensive end. Like they were kind of relating it. I think you know. Then you look at Carl Lawson in the league right now, and you're like, okay, well, Carl Lawson ain't six foot six, but he's mm-hmm. pretty damn good at football. Yeah. So I, that's my take on the Cowboys. The Cowboys are. You could do far worse than with the position they're at right now. I just thought if you want to make the big change, go and get Mike Rabel. If you want to make just kind of a small change, but a nice new, you know, nice new player, you go get one of the edge guys. So. Seems like uh, Rod Marinelli has, uh, has a ton of pull in Dallas. I think so. And uh, he wouldn't though and, if you had your way and uh, gave and Mike Rabel was the president of the Cowboys. That's uh, right. A team uh, that where's Lefko? What does Lefko want? The Eagles are so good right now. It's like, damn, what do we give them? But I I give this present with a caveat, and I hate to ruin a gift before I give one. The Eagles might lose Alshon Jeffrey. I knew where you were going. Alshon Jeffrey's been great. Maybe they get it done. Who the hell knows? If you do, draft Cortland Sutton, and you got your new Alshon Jeffrey. Wentz has been absolutely amazing this year. This offense has been fantastic. Defense has been Jim Schwartz. One of the most underappreciated defensive coaches of the last decade. Now, when you're talking about continuity, you'd like to keep Jeffrey there with Wentz. That isn't always going to work out in your favor, especially when you know you're going to have to pay Wentz eventually. You're going to have to pay some big money around. Cortland Sun's a young, cheap option, a, go- a guy that just goes up and wins the damn football. And with Carson Wentz, that's all you need. My gift to the Eagles would be a place where. Joel Embiid and Carson Wentz can co-host their own show, and that would be right here at Bleacher Report. Do whatever they want, because Eagles fan. I mean, they're that that is a that is God and baby Jesus. Those two right there. That would be amazing. Uh, And I'd watch that. I would watch that. I would one hundred percent watch that. Who on the the flyers would you put between them? Ghost Bear. Well done, Ghost Bear. Okay, well that was easy. Yeah. Now, okay, and I mean, I'm not even going to give anyone from the Phillies. Sorry, <laughs> Gabe Kapler, shirtless. Oh, Jesus uh, Christ! <laughs> uh, all right, New York Giants. One of the more interesting Christmas gifts of all. Yeah. Giants start over. New GM, new head coach, Eric DaCosta, your new GM from Baltimore. Bring over Josh McDaniels from New England to coach your football team. Damn, you're huge with some of these presents. Yeah, this one is like I had to really pull up in the Hummer and unload it from the back. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'll say this with the, the Giants are a job, a highly desirable job in the NFL. They're going to do very well if they start over from Ben McAdoo and Jerry Reese. God, it's like tough to even say those names because it's just so much sadness. 
You get Eric DaCosta, who every NFL team that's had a vacancy has seemed to want over the last couple of years, and he's just, I don't want to say stuck behind Ozzie Newsome, but he doesn't leave for whatever reason. I think he would consider leaving for the Giants. Josh McDaniels, I still think he's a good football coach, and I think he's going to get it right. He just needs the right place. All right, say the Giants are sitting there on the clock. Josh Rosen is available. Saquon Barkley is available. Oh, no-brainer. Josh Rosen. It's And Barkley will probably be a higher-rated player for me, but you go get the best quarterback in the draft. and I, I, I It's want, so simple. I would love Josh in, in New York. I don't care which team. I think Josh would like that, too. Yeah, yeah. We, we have, as we talked about last yeah. show. Uh, Washington, what are you going to do for... Mr. Snyder, I, you, I, if you had to, <laughs> man, you have to. That's, they that's are in such a weird spot. But yeah, why am I giving Snyder a uh, Christmas gift? Uh, I don't know. I mean, this, this is your I, show. You make the rules. I you can do, skip yes. them. No, because I don't want to do that to the lovely fans. Okay, good. Like, good, good man. I gave Washington a really good Christmas gift. Uh-huh. I gave him Le'Veon Bell from Free Agency. What? Yep. Yep, free ag- pending free agent Le'Veon Bell. Washington, you are getting your workhorse running back. You might lose Kirk Cousins this offseason. Might. I still think he's getting franchise tagged again. But damn. Did you just out yourself as a Washington fan? No, yeah. never. Never. Man, Le'Veon Bell. Let's have some fun. And then, what, you keep Kirk? Man, you gotta fi- they got to figure that out. I- I- they should have kept Cousins the whole time. They're probably going to franchise him there whether he wants to be there or not. He's going to play. If you – there's so – oh, man. It's like, what do they do? Is anyone going to pony up the picks that they want for him? I mean, it's funny that I'm on the show. I'm supposed to have the answers for this. Yeah. And I'm asking the question. <laughs> Ideally, in Washington's world, you get a giant haul and you move on because you already fucked it up. You're not extending him. He's not signing anything. Now, if you can't move him, you just play – I guess you – Play it out another year? Oh my God, that's ridiculous! It's the so... year is twenty twenty five. Kirk Cousins has signed his eightieth franchise tag in a row, and the cap is one hundred and twenty million for one season. All right, you got a great gift. We, I hope you're happy, Washington. Uh, oh, it's time. Let's yeah, have some fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, listen, did I not serve this up on a platter for you? I, I mean, that was the name I said. We were having a conversation <laughs> yesterday at my desk, and I said, if the Bears are picking where they picking. There's really one guy that I'll feel fully comfortable with them taking, and you happen to select him for your Christmas present, which is why I love you. Minka Fitzpatrick. This is a no-brainer, Bears fans. Mitch is going to be fine. You got Jordan Howard. You got some interior line pieces on the offensive side of the ball. You're not going to reach for a receiver. I know I've even been guilty of saying it. But at the end of the day, listen— Y'all could have had Jamal Adams last year. Okay, Connor, why are you bringing up old Y'all shit? Y'all could have had Buddha, Marcus May. Well, oh, y- wow. Now you are really picking scabs, aren't we? And guess what? You corrected your mistake because you got Minka Fitzpatrick, who's going to be a okay. hell of an NFL I, defensive listen, I'm back. good. I, I, I do like Calvin Ridley a, a lot. He's my favorite receiver um, in this upcoming draft class. He's a high-floor, low-ceiling guy. And I... I would love to have him for Mitch. There's no doubt about that. But it, it all depends on where they're selecting. And right now, I just think man, Minka would be great. Uh, a new head coach would be even better. Um, what did Miller give? Did Miller give them an any? offensive coordinator? Uh, man, I just, if you, man. <laughs> I don't know if the coordinators are the issue in Chicago. Uh, Vic is certainly not. 
Vic Fangio is certainly not an issue, but yeah, I'm ready to move I, on from John Fox. I, I like their staff that isn't the head coach. Yeah. But and what scares me about that as a Bears fan, right, is the fact that you just invested heavily in Mitch Trubisky, right? And so what do you really want to rock the boat right away? No. And yeah, you, know, you look at what Alex Smith had to go through. What was it? A new offensive coordinator his first six or seven seasons? Yeah, not great. You don't want that for any young quarterback, let alone the quarterback on your favorite team. Uh, so I have no idea what's going to happen with the coaching staff, but if we're just talking right now, if what in place stays next year, Minka Fitzpatrick, I will run over and give you a big hug and say thank you, Santa. Yes. Santa Rogers. S. Claus. Uh, S. Claus. <laughs> uh, next team, Connor. Oh, this is a guy that you mocked already to I, them. This was a couple I just weeks am ago. I'm going to keep doing it. And I'm sorry yeah. to keep repeating it, but it just makes too much sense. Detroit Lions, you got a great Thanksgiving gift. What a, a hell of a win. Now you got a great Christmas gift. Darius, guys, get yourselves a workhorse runner. Awesome dude, kick ass, you know, running back, obviously, and a hard worker and a guy that can finally solve their running back woes. The Lions need to get that guy. You know, Stafford takes some heat at times. I think they've got receiving talent, and I think Stafford's been absolutely fine. I'm not worried about that. Uh, You know, you'd like to see them be able to keep Ziggy Ansah around after when he hits before he hits free agency. So, Go in the draft and go get Darius, guys. This one is super easy to me, and they would be absolutely awesome. Well, I, as again, as I... Oh, I'm an idiot. What? What happened? Yeah. No, they lost on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Did you not say that? No, I said they had an awesome Thanksgiving present they won. Oh, all right, well... All I, I kept thinking, you know, this is how the selfish world we live in. That. Yeah. This is the selfish world we live in. I keep thinking they won because I had Marvin Jones on all my fantasy teams, and he had like 30 Didn't, points, and I'm like, great day for the Lions. Man, a what fantasy, an asshole Fantasy has totally fucked up the way that you, me, it's and so everybody awful. consumes sports, um, but especially football, right? Because you'll look at a box score, and you'll see a line from – give me a random receiver – uh, you want like super random? Jermaine Curse. Okay, Jermaine Curse, right? And it's like, oh man, Jermaine Curse got eleven points. He had a big week. Yeah, a big week. And it's like, yeah, he caught like one big touchdown in garbage time. Hundred percent. And no, had no impact on the game. Again, we just threw Jermaine Curse's name out there, but that happens a, a lot across all positions. You're like, damn, he scored me X amount of points. Great week for him, and it's yeah. like oh, the- I just—I literally was just that guy. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, great Thanksgiving yeah. for the Lions." <laughs> you were that guy, just because I'm like, "Damn, Marvin Jones is going off." Uh, <laughs> again, I am never gonna like when you give nice presents to teams within the NFC North. Darius Geis, and oh. you already mocked uh, what was it, Hercules to the Packers? With the Packers are the next team here on your Christmas list. They and- are, and we went free agency with them, which okay. they don't do. They don't hit the external market very often, but I think it's yeah, time. You remember when? Uh, when Martellus Bennett signed, it was like, holy shit, what just happened? 100%. Yeah. And Obviously, I mean, it didn't work ugh, out. but Not great. <laughs> no, but I they need a corner, this team. And they need a damn good corner. So Tremaine Johnson or Malcolm Butler step right up. And I think both of them are going to hit the market. I really do. So Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers come back. When you have Aaron Rodgers, I was just you're say, always a Super Bowl contender. The, I think the gift that they would be happy with is if Brett Hundley and company can... Just keep them afloat. Keep them afloat in incredible. the race and nano bubbles for Rogers. See all these stocking stuffers 
a lot of stocking stuffers can make for a good press. Kale right? juice. It, yeah, <laughs> kale juice, uh, an iron collarbone. All those things would add up to a nice little present. But if you're looking at free agency next year, yeah, I, I get where you're going here. Go what your- the hell? I just peeked at your next one. It's This one's pretty you freaked up. son of a... Oh. I have a reason, okay? All it's right. the Minnesota Vikings. This might be the worst Christmas gift I've... And he's... No, you like him, though. I know the reason. Yeah. I, I, this is a caveat with the Vikings gift. I gave him Ronald Jones from USC. Mm. I am not ready to just say Dalvin Cook... Yeah, I don't know. This is so bad. It's hard don't to say. Don't let me distract you. It's don't sar- let my it, uh, frustrations distract you. It's a fool's fool's idea to go into an offseason and say, well, Dalvin Cook's coming back, and we'll be fine at running back. Uh, Dalvin uh, Cook uh, is a star. Yeah, Latavius and Jet. Uh, McKinnon. I like McKinnon. Latavius is such a jag. Um, I mean, listen— Give him Ronald Jones because then you can also you could, obviously you could still play even if Dalvin comes back fully healthy. Dalvin Cook's injury history dating back to high school is really scary from high school to college to now the NFL. And it's not like it's freak injuries. I mean, these things happen. It's right. football. Right. The Vikings have been one of the most fun teams to watch in the NFL this year. That defense, I don't need to give y'all anything because you're loaded. Maybe we a couple times me and Miller have done mocks. We say Ronnie Harrison just to put an extra piece in that secondary and just light the world on fire. <laughs> this defense yeah. is full of freaks. The offense, Case Keenum is playing out of his mind. And you got Stephon Diggs, you got Adam Thielen. I mean, we don't we don't even know if Laquan Treadwell will ever we be unfrozen and come Steelen. out and do something. Adam but Thielen, yeah. They got so many good players across the board on this team. But the one spot where I'm like, do I feel comfortable next year running back? Running back. Not really. Okay. And I hope Dalvin comes back and lights it up again. Because he was awesome. Uh, Ronald Jones, you know that I'm a huge fan of. I drafted him to our CF, my CFB dream team for yeah, the season. And, uh, yeah, we talked about it on the last show. Uh, while what where USC has messed up, maybe ultimately in the long run, will benefit Ronald Jones and that the Trojans just – he was criminally underused in his career um, at USC. But – I'm happy for him because now he's just got more gas in the tank to light the NFL on fire, and I hope it's not in the NFC North. So we move on to the NFC South. That's right. Uh, Tampa Bay. Oh, man, this is a team that needs a new coach, and this is a team that needs help on that offensive line if they want to give Jameis Winston a chance when he comes back healthy. Uh, That Sims nugget about Gruden being a – going back to Tampa was was super interesting. Yeah, and – I'm not going to give him Gruden, but man, that was a fascinating one. And if you if you haven't heard it on the Sims and Lefko podcast, you know Chris is, has not. I don't want to say drawn conclusions. He's one of the more plugged in people, especially at Bleacher Report. Mm. But he said that if there's a spot for Gruden, it would be back in Tampa. That you know the relationships have been repaired there, and it's really interesting. I gave him John D. Filippo from the Eagles. And I know this is kind of drawing simple conclusions. Well, look what he's done with Carson Wentz. And now let's get that going with Jameis Winston. But I just think he could also be a good head coach. And I think the Bucs are going to need one. So I gave him a little pairing. I gave him, you know, DeFilippo as their head coach and Quentin Nelson as their draft pick. Wow. This offensive line has been really bad. I think Nelson is a guy that obviously is a stud guard. I think teams are going to work him out at center to see his versatility. And you could play him at any of the three interior line spots, then, and you could run the shit out of the football. And he, he's a great player, and just a great player in a class where there's maybe 
a handful of great players. I think Minka, Bradley Chubb. I do think Roquan is a great player, and, and Quentin Nelson. I think those are the four. And Barkley, five. And Geis, six. I'm getting crazy. <laughs> those are the six great players. I I really like Quentin Nelson, and it would do wonders for the Bucks. What do you do with Atlanta? Atlanta's another one of those teams where I sit there every week, and I'm like, this team is so good on paper. Why are they not great on the field? I, I mean, Julio Jones going full God mode, which he's known to do every now and then. I had a little fun here. I gave him a free agent and I gave him a draft pick. I gave him I want the free agent I want to build it up a little bit. The draft pick mm. I gave him Maurice Hurst because let's okay. just keep keep building the interior of the defensive line. Like listen, Tack and Vic Beasley, you they're fine there. They got pieces all across the defense. Wherever you put them, there's starters in place. But you give him Hurst and you just start building this rotation for Dan Quinn up front. That's what he loves to have. Free agency. Sammy Watkins. Mm. Set to hit free agency. Yeah, Muhammad Sanu's been okay, just okay. What teams can just bracket Julio? They can do so many different things. You telling me on the field, Sammy Watkins and Julio Jones for Matt Ryan? That offense better be putting up thirty plus every week. Yeah, that he Sammy's one of those the the big names, right? It's it's Sammy, it's Alshon, uh, Allen Robinson's probably not. He's going to get franchised. Probably. Think? Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry. We thought Terrell, Terrell Pryor. Pryor. Not great. Uh, Mike. And then, yeah, then it was Mike Wallace or something like that. But yeah, Sammy Watkins to Atlanta. Okay. I would, if a uh, present to Atlanta would be like a, one of those men in black, uh, the flash things, the memory things, just to erase and just, just go <laughs> back, really go back like a, a year and just hit the button and they'll never know. They'll never know what happened. People can make oh, twenty-eight man. to three jokes, and fans will just they'll have just no not, idea. Bad night. What are you talking about? Yeah, we scored twenty-eight points. Yeah, but that, I just I don't the know. misery. As somebody that has witnessed their favorite team lose to the Patriots eight million times, yeah, in different ways. Austin Severian Jenkins calls. I've seen it all. <laughs> okay, the fucking butt fumble. Yes, like Happy they've ruined Thanksgiving for mm. me. But <laughs> to that game. Takes the cake. Oh, I mean, that brutal. is... All right, we don't have to go down that road. I'm sorry. This Carolina. Is, I got super weird on, with this one. Yeah, I mean, you got to the end of the line, and you're just like, fuck it. I, I, just start, I literally just blindfolded myself and started throwing darts at the wall of all okay. like pictures I had hung up. And what was the dart that you hit with Carolina? So Carolina ships out Calvin Benjamin. Cam Newton's number one is Devin Funches. All the right? Funch Crunch, baby. The Funch Crunch. Yeah, love that. Compared himself to LeBron James, that's here, right. right? That's that was, right. The I, rookie premiere a couple years back. Holy shit, that that's was, the best. Time's flying. He, I, did, he was dead serious, by the way. He wasn't like LeBron James. Ha ha ha. He oh, said no. LeBron James, and I like laughed. And then I saw that he was serious. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, so explain yourself. <laughs> Why are you going to be the LeBron James <laughs> yeah. of the NFL? He's been pretty he's good. Like, I could do everything. I and gave, I was like. Yep. So doesn't that lead credence to this tweener talk we're here to the draft? And he he's like, I hate, I don't, I don't understand. What do you mean? I'm like, yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we can move on. That's really good. Uh, I gave them Josh Gordon, which is just diabolical. I know. Mm. Here's my thought process. Here, I am rooting for Josh Gordon. I am skeptical, like everyone else, but I'm rooting for Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon is set to be a restricted free agent at the end of the season. My gut is that Cleveland brings in a, a entire new regime, and I think they are going to clean a lot. I don't want to say clean the place out, but it, we saw it with the Bills mm. shipping off players, 
that they didn't draft or that they don't, you know, building a new culture. If you tender Josh Gordon, the Panthers can get him for very cheap. If Josh Gordon comes back and he is invested into football this year, he's a top three wide receiver in football if he's invested in football. Is this another spot where you could see McGlinchey or Connor, any offensive line? Oh, God. Yeah. Get this team a tackle. Yeah. Get him a tackle. I didn't want to double up. I'll give you sure. one name, though, on day two to get a little more creative. Desmond Harrison out of West Georgia. Desmond Harrison originally was at Texas, got kicked off the team, I believe, by Charlie Strong. Mm. And he's a freak. He's like 6'7", athletic, great pass protector, good run blocker. He's going to go probably on day two because of the history of getting kicked out and having to go to West Georgia, but he's, in my opinion, a top 50 talent. And I think that would be – if you if you're the Panthers, I know I got like really weird with the Josh Gordon thing, but – you want to talk, you know, a little real talk for the offensive line. Yeah, that's a guy you should be looking at. Uh, last in the NFC South. This team is is kicking ass when this guy is healthy, and that guy is Marshawn Marsha- Lattimore. Mm. I said good health, and Miller said the fountain of youth for Drew Brees. That's pretty great. <laughs> Listen, I did, I, the reason I say I give you such a simple gift, New Orleans, is because I want to take a little time to talk about how damn good Marshawn Lattimore has been. This guy... If he can stay healthy. That was always the question at Ohio State. Can the hammies hold up? Can he stay healthy? What we, I mean, forget defensive rookie of the year because I think he's run away with it. He's been a shutdown number one corner. And I always go on rants on the podcast about how there's only a handful of these guys in the league. Everyone says, well, of course, every team has a number one corner. No, they don't. A number one corner is a guy that can go match up with a number one wide receiver and, and lock him down. Darrell Revis was that in his prime. Saw from you know Richard Sherman, Patrick Peterson. Those guys are number one corners. This guy is the NFL's next big, big one, and he already is. And if he stays healthy, I think this Saints team can find themselves in the Super Bowl this year. All right, so if all right, New Orleans is – I'm going to spin it to a prospect vantage point here. Yep. Because this is the stick-to-football forte. Immediate need for New Orleans. Is it just, all right, let's make as many runs with Drew as we can. Thus, let's give him weapons. You did that with Alvin Kamara. They got a nice little thing. One, two with with he and Ingram. Obviously, Mike Thomas uh, on the outside. Is it, uh, is Fleener's hurt, right? Is yeah, I, w- I was going to say. What, did he go tight end? And- I, I like Mark Andrews for them okay. a lot. I really do. I was going to say Mark Andrews. I was, you know, a proponent of putting Baker to them when I thought Baker was a early round two, late round one kind of guy. And I don't know what he is anymore because it's all over the place. So, you know, you got some people. I won't name names because it'd be mean. But, I mean, and a former NFL players that work in media now saying he's a UDFA. I saw it this weekend. Mm-hmm. You're not paying attention. Yeah, I think, think he's a UDFA. I think you could also see the linebacker for the Saints, but. Uh yeah all right maybe 40- Mil- maybe Miller's boy Malik, Malik? Jefferson I, I, someone who's athletic and I he don't fits know that mold. man I I'm not, I don't think Malik's all that honestly it he's great like Darren Lee was he's great in space he's so good at getting to the ball on the outside he can shoot gaps but coming downhill and taking on contact you're gonna learn the hard way in the NFL and I, mm. Malik is a good player this isn't just shit on Malik Jefferson no. Time. Is Malik Jefferson a round I, one player? 
Is uh, with, with the athleticism and the traits? Is that what we're going to hear with him? That's all. That's and, and you know, he, gonna, see, that's what we do here. Yeah, with him. Um, he'll, he'll interview grade and all that fun stuff. All right. So if Miller was here, this would probably probably be the biggest present delivered because it's the 49ers. What did he go with, and what do you go with? Of course, he gave his 49ers Saquon Barkley, uh, who's also his top player in the draft. Stunner. Yeah, stunner. Uh, I went free agency. Okay. And gave him Alshon Jeffrey. Talked about earlier in the show how I think he could leave Philly. And I think that this is a team that will be starting Jimmy Garoppolo next year. And you got to go get him a An big established. Wi- yeah, get him a big wide receiver. And, I mean, come on now. We saw what he did with Wentz this year. I think Jimmy's going to be pretty good, especially with Kyle Shanahan. You go get Alshon Jeffrey, and, and now you have an offense that you're saying, okay, we're building a foundation here. The reason you also give him Alshon Jeffrey is they can use all those draft picks on an offensive line that needs to be rebuilt, or maybe a guy like Saquon Barkley. Saquon to the 49ers. Alshon to the 49ers. Cool. I'm just trying, I'm trying to balance Miller's... Uh, the, all right, you know what? I can't. I need to not embrace the wet blanket he, role. Miller, yeah, Miller loved Sorry. Alshon too when he was at um, South Carolina. Yes, he did. And that Miller was a huge Alshon guy when everyone was calling him, was calling Jeffrey fat. <laughs> Everyone's so mean. They're like he's 265 pounds. Doesn't anyway, he catches everything thrown his way. Uh, Cardinals. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess offensive. No, no. What more right. fun than that? Okay, more fun than that. Fitz is gonna be back, so maybe perfect Christmas gift. You're gonna go QB. Yep. And I already gave away he... most of them. Yeah, and I'm not giving anyone stinky Mason Rudolph. <laughs> then who is it going to be? Josh Rosen. Hey. Yeah. Oh, man. You talk about a scheme. You throw this guy. And they got Larry Fitzgerald locked up okay. for next year. Bring in Rosen. Rosen, Bruce, Bruce Arians might kill him at some point. Bruce is crazy. But he's also an awesome coach. And I think that this is kind of a, also an environment that, like, we always talk about, is Rosen the guy that can resurrect Cleveland? That's scary mm. for anyone, not just Josh Rosen, for anyone Rosen will love New York, but it's a, not the easiest media market. That's no secret. Go to Arizona. Work with a great coaching staff. And st- one of the – this is such like a draft guy speak, but like a pro's pro in Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, talk about, like when you think pro's pro, like Larry Fitzgerald is top three pro's yeah, pro no of doubt. all times. No doubt. Who would be your top pro's pro in the league right now? Top just brings the pro. Just like brings the hard hat and goes to work every day. Oh, Joe Thomas. He's not at work right now, though. But he still is bringing the hard hat to work. Fair. He's yeah, you're fired. right. I'll think, another one. I'll think of another one. I'll think good of another tweeter, one. Good tweeter, Joe Thomas. Uh, yeah, I'll think about that. All right, two more. Seahawks, who I, I feel like I'm getting kind of tired of I just want, giving them I want to know uh, a guy that was recently in the news for the Seahawks. I mean, it's not like... He didn't, like, save anyone from, like, a murder or anything. He's just oh. in the news because he declared for the NFL draft. Oh, Connor <laughs> Williams. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I like the Dwayne Brown trade. I, I sure. just keep stacking talent on the offensive line. This, is, this ain't too hard. Can't get enough protection for Russell Wilson. If Paul Allen could invent or purchase a, forget nanobubbles, a, an actual bubble for Russell Wilson. Yeah. Or... I, I, if a, another, like, uh, I, I don't even know, like, get, have a cat spare one of its nine lives for Russell because he's going to die at some Imagine point. Imagine if, if 
Russell Wilson wasn't their quarterback? Woof. He's a magician. Woof. Anyone else would be it's dead meat back there. Steal their UW. Woof. Yeah. yeah Big Seattle. Double woof. All uh, right. One more. One more. Listen. Yeah, people, my, are, people are like, this is the worst Christmas ever. Yeah. You got fucking Nelson. Just <laughs> stop it. Don't say that. Dude, I was yeah. a good Santa Claus. <laughs> no, you've been great. You've been great. Very nice. So but who are you going to give to? My Rams. Sean, my uh, Miller's Rams, for sure. My Rams get a number one corner, and here's how it goes, Rams. You're going to have to pay Aaron Donald stupid money this mm. offseason, and good for him. Guy's probably one of the best players in the NFL. You already gave Al Gogletree stupid money. Who knows if you bring back Sammy Watkins for big-time money. So are you going to have enough to pay Tremaine Johnson? I hope so. But if you move on, you go get a number one corner that's a little cheaper, and that's Mo Claiborne. Claiborne, and I know that's not you're not going to be like, oh wow, I'm so excited. Claiborne has been a top ten corner in the NFL this year, and he he's yeah he missed a game, but other than that, he's been healthy. He missed one game. He usually misses like sixty five percent of the season. Claiborne has been a shutdown guy that can play in man coverage. He's coming from Todd Bowles, going over Wade Phillips. It will not be a hard transition for him. The Rams, holy shit. They are a lot of fun right now. Mm-hmm. And when you look at... You're not sweating the offense. No. At all. You could put me back there and McVay will think <laughs> of a play that will make me score. Yeah. Which would be awesome. Just think about it, Sean. Uh, no, honestly... It, I mean, who you kind of look like. I, I get it all the time. Yeah. I think it's, it's the hair. It, it's the hair and the eyes. Yeah, because I don't have a beard. It's and down, yeah, it's down to the nose, I would say. When I'm 31, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. You know? Maybe, uh, hopefully, people mix us up at the Senior Bowl this year. Dude, Mobile's uh, that roster is starting to come out, it's and looking, if that sticks, it's going to be a fun trip for you guys. Looking real nice. Uh, prospect corner for Los Angeles. You already gave away Carlton Davis. Uh, yeah, the Rams keep winning, and the way Josh Jackson has climbed, he might not. Yeah, not my favorite I, corner class. Isaiah Oliver. I, I guess. was going to say, do the old Isaiah Oliver. I feel like I say that all the time, though, sure. so I feel bad. But I'm just going to be honest, though. If I don't like corners, I'm not going to give you a shitty Christmas present. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I already gave away my guy, Carlton Davis. Yeah. Okay? Minka Fitzpatrick, to me, is more safety than corner, and I gave him away, too. But th- this is the weird thing with Minka is, like, everyone's like, oh, we need a corner. I'm like, man, he's going to play safety. Yeah. Uh, listen, I want I need a new cell phone. The Black Friday deals, have, have if once they come and go, I'm not going to just, you know, there's nothing there. I'm not going to force it. No, don't so don't there. do. I will say, I think Jair Alexander is a great player. Yes, but yeah, he is small and injured often, and I just get awful flashbacks to my love for Jason Verrett. And, and he's not the same player, but I thought Verrett was like the greatest thing ever. Yeah. All right, now I'm just thinking what it would be like to be Santa Claus. Like we just did 32 presents. And oh god, imagine doing every house, yeah, Whew. freak that, Chris Kringle. God yeah. bless you. I wish I, I actually could like bring these guys though to the teams, like and be like, hey, Washington, here's Le'Veon Bell, he's he's your running back now, <laughs> yeah, and like just never, a little bow on Le'Veon's shoulder pads. You, you would never have to pay for another beverage in your life. No, the only place. team that probably will kick me out the door is that when I bring Ronald Jones to Minnesota because I'm worried about their star running back's knee, yeah, not great. Anyway, that was uh, a lot of fun, buddy. I enjoyed it. You were a very generous uh, Santa Claus. Uh, I did find myself getting grumpier as we went on. <laughs> well, you uh, got which, Minka Fitzpatrick. Which, which uh, hey, I'm the Grinch. The Grinch he had he, stuff. Nelson plays the happy. role so good. 
If it's not Pac-12, he's like, I'm out. 2017 has been the heel turn of Nelson. I know. God, yeah. Vicious. Uh, (laughs) Vicious. You and McManus. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) All right. uh, What do we got next here? Okay. So Eric Ebron's coming on for a little interview. Yes. We're going to talk to him. The great people of Call of Duty are bringing on Eric Ebron. We're going to talk about how his season's been going. Obviously, the Lions, who I thought won on Thanksgiving because I fell asleep before the end of the game, apparently. (laughs) Marvin Jones, thank you. And we're going to run him through the gauntlet. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And then after Ebron... You and I are going to do a little draft on draft. You are sticking around because Kennedy has a volleyball trip. Oh, well, yeah, I know. I said at the top of the show she'd um, be on, but volleyball takes precedent because she's like she's actually like one of the best. Volleyball you got to apologize players to the stickies. They get the they more. Yeah, they're stuck with you reading the more questions. More Nelson. More That's never a good thing. All right, we'll be back after this. Welcome back to episode 34 of Stick to Football. Joining me, a very special guest, thanks to our friends at Call of Duty this week, Eric Ebron, tight end from the Detroit Lions. Hey, Eric, how are you, man? Good. Can't complain. How are you? Good, good. So how long have you been playing Call of Duty? My first interaction with it was probably my eighth grade year. Okay. Going into freshman year of high school, and then from there on. So I think it was Call of Duty 2. Okay, so going back a little bit now. Yeah, if, I'm dating myself. No, that's not true. You're one of the younger guys. So, uh, right. if, you, if you had to pick three of your most trustworthy teammates right now, it could be from the Lions, it could be going back to your days at UNC to form, oh, a, yeah, that, form a squad. Who would you pick? Easy. That would be my best friend. Okay. He's a guy. We, we, call, we, got, we got shooters. We call them our shooters. Okay. That would be my best friend. Me, obviously, but I can't pick me, so I'll give you two more. One would be my cousin, the shooter, and then one would be one of my friends that I've been with since, like, the fifth grade. His name is Neil. I'll probably pick him, too. He's a shooter. Okay, so Golden Tate's not uh, making no, the I cut, huh? Back. I take that back. I take Neil out of it because he's been slacking a little bit. Okay. He's been work, working too hard. So I have to pick Dre, Andre, Andre Roberts. He uh, plays for okay. Falcon. He's a shooter, yeah. Now, do you really only get to play during the offseason when you have downtime after workouts, or is there any time um, after yeah, walkthroughs? We, I mean, we probably get together about every, like, Tuesday or whenever, like, if it wasn't a stressful day, like Fridays usually, like, I'm not stressful days, we'll get we'll get together and we'll probably, we'll probably play. And what I mean by stressful is it's our shorter day of practice. Oh. <laughs> so it doesn't take up. The entire day where you don't have time to do much of nothing. That's true. Now, on the football side of things, coming out of college, uh-huh. at least as long as I've been covering college, the draft, and the NFL, coming out of college, you were one of the freakiest athletes that we've seen at the tight end position. Was there anyone um, that you molded your game around growing up? Because the only guy before you um, I can remember is Vernon Davis, really. Yeah, I, I used to watch him a lot um, simply because his records were something that I was trying to I was trying to break when I was in college. Um but, you know, um I feel like I don't know. I guess kind of feel like I was I don't know, I was always different, you know, I just played the game um more as a receiver than, you know, a traditional what people stereotypically know as a tight end. So um, I've never really patented anyone's style, but I always used to watch Brandon Davis was, was the guy. Now, speaking of records and numbers, you've put up drastically bigger numbers year after year. What was the biggest uh-huh. challenge coming from college at UNC going to the NFL? Uh, um, just learning, just learning, um, more building a, a rapport. You know, you come in and 
you know, guys have been here for countless amount of years. And, you know, those are the guys that are trusted and things like that. And you come in as a rookie and you have to, you know, mold yourself and build yourself and eventually become one of those guys so that you do last and least. So I think that was probably the hardest part for me was, uh, you know, um, just, uh, you know, being young and not, you know, pretty re- really knowing much of anything. It was what it felt like when you came to the NFL. So that's kind of what, uh, what helped me build my way up until now. All right. Now, one thing we do on the show is we run every player that we get to talk through through the gauntlet. Five quick questions. So the first one is, what's your favorite beer if you have one or drink or soft drink? Anything like that? Um, uh, Mine is a blue moon. Nice. We get we get that a lot, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, that is, I feel like that's like the best one. I don't know. Number two is, and uh, I know with all the fantasy football players out there, this is this is common for everyone now. What's the meanest tweet you've ever been sent? I don't know. I don't know. in Detroit, you get some pretty nasty ones. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I always find the college fans know. to be tougher than the NFL fans. Man, I don't, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Everyone's brave behind a computer, man. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you, see, you, see some, you see some stuff on there, man. <laughs> yeah, it's better to just not look at it, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, three, one game that none of your friends can beat you at, whether it is Call of Duty or any video game or even, you know, an outdoor game. That's that's a good question. Pretty darn good at everything, so I don't know. I don't think I'm the best. I don't think I'm the best Call of Duty player in my crew, but I'm like one of the top two, and that's usually between me and my best friend because he's really good. But um, I don't know. It's funny, like oh. all the safeties that we talk to love 2K, and then all the offensive skill guys, like we've had Christian McCaffrey on, Juju Smith-Schuster uh-huh. was in here, are Call of Duty guys. So I don't know what the trend is with that, but it's yeah, funny how it works out. Um, number four. Number four, stranded on a deserted island. Who are you bringing with you? And you can't pick a family member. Oh man, who would who would know the most about survival? Um, oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I could go teammate, and I would probably say Amir. Okay, because he th- he thinks so far outside of the box. Sometimes I feel like we'll we'll survive. Like he might find like some plant that nobody knows about. <laughs> Like, keep us alive or something. I don't know. I'm going to pick him. That's awesome. All right, last one, number five. We have a running tally on with this one. On a hot dog, do you put it on ketchup or mustard? Ketchup. All right. (laughs) Eric, thanks so much for joining me, man. Good luck with the rest of the season. I really appreciate the time. All right, thank you. And a big thanks to Eric Ebron for joining us on Stick to Football this week. Nelly, do you play? Hold on, do you play Call of Duty? Hell yeah, dude! I haven't played Call of so, Duty. So I, well, I watched you. I watched yeah, Juju what, play. Exactly. I haven't played myself in years, but that was if it's not a sports game, that was the game. Same. That's the yeah. only other non like it, yeah. I play NHL and and I actually yep. stopped for a long time, but this one was was badass and um, you know I don't really play online like some of these crazy people do. I, mean, I get yeah. it. But teach their own. But yes. yeah, I mean Eric, obviously Eric, and we've had a couple of the Call of Duty guys on. Christian was on. Christian's a big Call of Duty guy. You obviously, we witnessed Juju. Juju Smith Schuster is amazing. Juju, yeah, Duty. he was he was all in. It's ridiculous. But no Kennedy this week. 
So I am so sorry. We are Stickies. stuck with the voice I'm of sorry. Steven Nelson for it's draft. Not draft. my fault. You blame Miller and the weakest immune system known to man. It's you blame his kid this time. Oh, yeah. No, now I can't feel, blame. Now I can't blame Emmett. Now you. Feel I like blame an... Miller for Emmett for oh. passing on his weak <laughs> immune system. That's fair. <laughs> genetically. That's fair. Uh, All right. I I will do my best. Kennedy has big shoes to fill. I am not. The, the one of the top volleyball players in the world, uh, that I'm, I'm for sure. Uh, okay, Anthony Mongo on iTunes, our Connor. best listener. NFL quarterback development is no myth. Which prospects are prime candidates to be developed, like Brett Hundley has been, where the majority of the time he had to sit back and learn? Man, I'll tell you one that no one wants to admit: it's Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is a guy that can be really good, but. Uh, Kirk Herbstreit, I've said this on the show, Kirk Herbstreit said it really well on a broadcast of his games. He looks for his first read, and if it's not there, he rolls out of the pocket to make a play, and that's a tough way to make a living in the NFL, unless you're like Mike Vick, who is a generational athlete. Um, you know, Lamar might even be the same way, but I see Lamar going through reads all the time. On a lower scale, you know, I know you know a lot about this guy, and I, I watched a lot of him over summer. I was super impressed. No one's talking about him, but... Devontae Kincaid on yep. Grambling mm-hmm. is a guy that if you're looking for a name where you're like, you probably haven't watched him because let's be real, like, people don't always watch Grambling football. Kincaid has a pretty big arm. He's mobile. He was, in, he was, at, was at Ole Miss. Was so, at Ole, he's not like some small school no. guy originally. Yep. Um, I came away super impressed this summer, and I can't wait for when I get the Grambling film at the end of this year to see the steps he made. I love that you had those two names back-to-back because it leads into the story perfectly for me. We did. Um, Felder and I went out with a uh, crew to the opening, which is in Beaverton every summer. All the top high school football prospects in the country gather there, and they have college football counselors uh, for every position. You know, This year was great. I mean, they had Derwin James, Christian Kirk, um, Tavares McFadden, Kevin Tolliver, Cam Smith, Adam Brenneman, Quentin Nelson, Martez Ivy, um, and then there's the quarterbacks. And this year it was Sam Darnold, and Devontae Kincaid was one of the other ones, along with Mason Rudolph and Tanner Mangum. But watching Kincaid spin it was something else. Um, and so they have a they do like a pro day. Promise, I'm going to finish this story. No, I they would do love a pro day workout for all the quarterback prospects, and the counselors take part too. So it's like 21 throws in like four minutes or something like that. It's quick, and every score or every throw is scored from zero to three. Three's a dime, two's a, a good catch wall in front, one is just a catch, and you know zero is obviously a bad throw. Darnold and Kincaid went to overtime, so Kincaid That's took perfect. Darnold to overtime. Um, Darnold won. But Kincaid was right there, uh, and so he's he's a ton of fun, one to watch, uh, a ton of fun to watch on film, and just a great kid uh, as well. So I, I I hope he ends up in a good spot where he can uh, develop with those skills because he does have the tools. Yeah, he's a good player. All right. Uh, next up from Matt, not Miller on <laughs> iTunes. Is it possible we see Quentin Nelson not only the <laughs> first. wait not only the first. Hold on. He made a little mistake in it. Yes. Is it possible we see Quentin Nelson not only as only the, first the first non-quarterback taken in this draft? I mean, Matt, I apologize for butchering your question. No, it's okay. Uh, he he kind of wrote it wrong originally, but it's all right. Matt, not Miller. It's possible, but I, oh, man, it's very possible, actually. 
because he's getting freakish grades. Everyone loves his character, and I would call him a slam dunk at the position. But I think we're going to be talking Bradley Chubb, Saquon right. Barkley, Minka Fitzpatrick once again, going through the great players of this draft. I think Minka might actually be it. We'll see. He's going to interview great, and we uh, already know he's a great player. LT Sweeney 18, Luke Sweeney. If you could remove one drill or test from the combine, what would it be, and what would you replace it with? You are going to kill me for this because it's me so or Luke. Off. You're going to kill me because it's my answer is so off brand. Take out the bench press. <laughs> that is uh, so not your brand. I know, but it's so dumb at the combine, and the fact they sell fan tickets for it right now infuriates me. Now you got to make it an experience. Take out the. You don't learn anything from the bench press at the NFL combine. I always said I would have them squat or deadlift. (laughs) Okay, all right. He's back. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. Your lower body strength is so much more important at this testing. Run to the kitchen and grab a protein bar. I don't even know who I'm talking to anymore. They're scared scared of injury risk, so they'll never do that. But that would be – that's what I would have them do. All right, this next one from Anthony at it's Anthony underscore breh. It's Anthony, bruh. Bruh. Uh, Does the overall weakness at the wide receiver position diminish the overall value of this quarterback class? Zero support. So he's saying the fact that a lot of quarterbacks don't have weapons, does that diminish the value of them as quarterbacks? And if I'm translating his question correctly, I think he's right because you look at a guy. That's a good question. Lamar Jackson, right? How many times is oh. is he throw a dime, receiver doesn't make it? Josh Rosen, how many times is he throw a dime, receiver can't make a play? Josh Allen, etc. It works in a couple different ways. For this specific question, the guys that you're looking at at the top are Lamar Jackson, uh, Josh Rosen, and even Josh Allen at Wyoming. And we, you know, we're hard on Josh Allen, but man, it, Wyoming's offensive skill player is not great. Now, for a guy like Mason Rudolph, I mean, he's throwing a James Washington out there, and it's, it life's been a little easy. I think with Baker, he he's had some help on that Oklahoma offense in general. So, and you know, I, even Sam too. But I don't like this offense Sam plays in under T. Martin. So yeah, totally. I think it's a great question. I think the guys that you really at the top that you look at it, you go, man, Lamar and Josh Rosen. They do not get much breaks or help from their guys. I, I know I, I it is an easy um, crutch to lean on and an easy habit to develop, always looking at what's next. It happens at every level, NFL, with the draft, uh, college. You're always looking at, oh, well, look at this prize recruit. I know we have this freshman redshirting right now, but uh, this guy's a four-star or five-star coming in. Maybe, maybe he's the next guy. Uh, it's hard not to peek at that 2019 receiver class just to – hit on um, the wide receiver aspect of the question in that I know there is doesn't seem to be a huge um, love affair in 2018 beyond you know Calvin Ridley and, and Cortland Sutton, uh, Sutton. But it's hard not to look at 2019. You know, Nikhil Harry is a favorite of mine. Amon Richards at Miami, another one. A.J. Brown at Ole Miss. A lot of those, uh, let's call them prototypical yep. wide receiver ones where there's just those uh, they have the size, speed, they have speed, yeah. they make plays and go up and get it. 2019 seems like it's going to be a class where uh, those type of prospects... I am very much here for that. Uh, ...pop up the board. Uh, next question from Paul. His handle is a lot of consonants. M R P H C H V Z. 
So Paul's question is this. Which team drafting 10th or later can you see trading up for a quarterback? And I'll let you answer that question first. And then which player can you see teams trading up for? The Bills. The Bills will move up. I'm pretty certain of it. And I think it would be with the Niners. Um, Now, which player would it be? We talked about my Bears yesterday. Saying that oh, the Bears are the other one too. The Bears, Colts, and Niners are prime trade out candidates. And that's because teams will come up when one of the dominoes falls, and that will be one of Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen. Okay. Th- and don't, this isn't my rankings. This is what's just going to happen. So, Miles Jameson, the last question of draft on draft. The Miles Files, the underscore Love Miles that. Files. I got to get the underscore in there as a guy with two in his handle. Not my fault. Uh, how do you differentiate a versatile player and a tweener? That's a really interesting question. I, I think you look at what they do. Um, you know, a, a guy that was, you know, it's also like the differentiation of just being flat out undersized. Like Roquan, going back to the Roquan Smith thing, people are going to see him and be like, you know, some people are like, before the season, we're like, oh, he's probably going to have to play safety at the next level. And it's like, no, he's a linebacker just because he's small doesn't mean that he has to go back to safety because he does linebacker things. So it's a really hard question to answer because just because a guy's good at multiple things, whether it's for Roquan, like pursuit as a blitzer in coverage, he's good at all of those things. It shouldn't be held against. That means they're versatile. It doesn't, you don't hold that against them. Mm. So that's a question that you can go on for so long, but to break it down, if a guy is good at multiple things, you know, then he's a versatile player. With a tweener, you're just looking for things. You're like, okay, well, he's kind of a one-trick pony, and he doesn't really project to that spot at the next level. Yeah, that's a little nerd-out moment there. No, but Nelly, uh, yes, it was I, great having you, dude. I, listen, I'm uh, always uh, ready, willing, and able if you need a pinch hitter. Uh, Miller, fuck you and your immune system. It's not Emmett's fault. It is your fault. Uh, that who's this? That is who the sticky should blame for my being here for an hour and a half or whatever it was. But I did enjoy it, Connor. It's always great having you on. And everyone, if you hated your Christmas present or loved it, you could tweet at me at Connor J Rogers. You can leave an iTunes review. Review. We will be back next week. Obviously, stick to football. And I'm just fr- kidding, Miller. I didn't mean that, baby. I just I just yell sometimes when I'm scared. Stephen scared Nelson of being on the download. <laughs> stick to football Friday will be out with Matt and Mello on Friday. Nelly, this will not be the last of Nelly. I don't know when he'll be back, but <laughs> this will not this will not be the last of him. Thanks so much everyone. We'll catch you up next week.